the General Assembly session has begun. Bills have been filed, and now it's time to start the legislation. Joining us, we're going to talk about the youth and government. We have with us NSU leadership student and Senate intern, Destiny Jackson, to talk about how the youth can get involved in what's going on in their government. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We'll be right back in just a moment. Welcome back at Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Laville. We want to thank you for joining us, as you always do, on this beautiful Sunday morning. It's a little nippy out there, a little chilly. We know that a lot of people are experiencing this wintry mix. Make sure you're staying wrapped up. Make sure you're being safe because this too shall pass. But enjoy it while it's here. But again, we broadcast every Sunday from the campus of the Norfolk State University, home of the Spartan Nation, Virginia's largest and best HBCU. From none other than WNSB Hot 91, the So O V A. You know, this, as I said before, and those of you that follow this show, we're three years in now, which I can't believe. So thank God for, for that. I love this time of the year because it's our General Assembly series. You know, at this time, we pull back the covers and we delve into what's going on in the General Assembly. You know, from bills that are filed, from what's what's being said on the floor of the House and the Senate to actually inception, you know, and completion, passage of bills and how it's going to be implemented. And it's a phenomenal process. And some people can find it very confusing. You know, even as myself, I've been involved in, in government and politics and policy and law for an education now over 20 years. And still, every year I need a refresher in order to be as effective as I can be. But as time passes, we also find ourselves, you know, with the need to include the youth in everything that we do. You know, I give this story a lot where I was moderating a session in, in a forum, actually. And uh, Reverend Barbara of the NAACP was actually involved in this session. And I made the statement, I said, you know, the youth are our future. And he, he stopped. He said, I want everyone to stop saying they're the future. And he said, I want you to say that they are the now. And that's, that has stayed with me. And it resonates so much because every time I, I'm fortunate enough to, you know, come on a university campus or even a, a K-12 uh, institution or a preschool, I see the now. And the now simply means that they are picking up, they're, they're like sponges, picking up everything that we do, but they're also come with them new ideas, a new sense of boldness and courageousness about them to really push us uh, into a better direction. So with us today, we have joining us someone that I think is represents some of the best of what we have at the Norfolk State University, and that's none other than student leader and current Senate intern, Destiny Jackson. Destiny, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. How are you? Listen, we're excited to have you and uh, on the show. And, and again, I've been fortunate enough to have and invite several members of student leadership. And I like to involve you guys in these conversations because we're talking about the now and how impactful our policies can be. Because for the most part, they're going to impact how your lives are, are lived and, and the lives of your children and your children's children. You know, so I want to talk a little bit about you know, the youth experience in the General Assembly. But before I do so, I want you to give our audience a little bit about yourself, you know, your major, and also what you're doing now in the General Assembly. 
Yes, my name is Destiny Jackson. I am 21 years old. I'm currently a junior at Norfolk State University. I'm a poli-sci major, honors intellect. I am originally from Newport News, Virginia, and I've been in Norfolk for the past three, almost four years. can't believe I'm about to graduate soon. <laughs> but, it's about to get real. Um, <laughs> right. It's, it's actually getting very real. So, Yep. So I'm currently a Senate intern. I'm interning for Senator Luis Lucas, and we are in the General Assembly building on the 14th floor. You know, the the fact that you're able to be at, on this on this historic campus and you said a lot of things that you're doing, but you actually have done a lot more in just a short time. So we're very excited and proud of, of the product that this institution is producing. But you know, coming from this institution and going to Richmond and sitting in the office, the top floor, right? There are 14 floors to the new GAB or General Assembly building. And the top floor is leadership, right? And that's that's where Senator Lucas, who is also, you know, an alum of this institution and the first African-American woman to actually uh, chair, you know, the Senate Finance and Appropriations Committee, you know, we talked about history, and of course, we've talked about strides that African Americans have made. You know, being in that office and and being able to witness that the days that you do, what is the magnitude of that history on you? Yeah, so it it's actually a I want to say a dream come true for me. Ever since I can remember, as young as I was, watching you know political networks with my grandfather. And being involved in elementary school, I've always dreamed of doing something to such a magnitude where I could not only impact my peers, but also to witness history. I mean, I was the first day that session was in last Wednesday, I was able to witness the history of electing the first Speaker of the House, Don Scott. And to just be able to work in the office of Senator Luis Lucas, the first African-American woman to chair the Senate Finance and Appropriations Committee and also is an alum of my great institution, Norfolk State University, it's, it's really a dream come true and a blessing to be in such a position to witness all of these things as young as I am and in the position that I am. I would say that it's been a great journey thus far. And the journey is just beginning. You know, so, look, it's a lot of work that goes into doing the work of the people. And I call it the work of the people because the General Assembly is the people's house, the capital people's house. And it's meant to be just that. Give us a little bit about your experience right now and what you do on a daily basis there in the office and what you're experiencing. So in the General Assembly building, it's very busy, very hectic. It's a lot going on. It's definitely something that I've never experienced. It's, it's it's very busy. The elevators, it takes about five minutes just to get on the elevator and just to get to the 14th floor because <laughs> everybody is stopping on each floor. It is a very busy time, but it's very exciting. It's like a great rush to just see, you know, what's going on in Richmond, what's going on now. And so on the daily basis, I'm there on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Usually we'll go in, we'll prepare the calendar, we'll prepare her talking points um, for when she's in session, when she's in her committee meetings and subcommittee meetings. We'll prepare all of those things and we'll watch while she is in session just in case we have to, like, take points or 
take notes on anything that has been said so that we can go back and prepare her for it or others for it as well. Also, I will head down with uh, the chief of staff to go get her sometimes from her meeting. Senator Luis Lucas, she is probably one of the funniest people I have met thus far in the <laughs> building. She is so funny. She's she's not like your like a typical like she's not she's not uptight. She's very relaxed. She's very comforting. You know, sometimes when you're in this position, especially as young as I am. And when you're around such experienced professionals, you can be very nervous. It was very nerve-wracking for me the very first day that I was there. I was like, I don't want to do anything wrong. I don't know if I should say certain things. I don't, I'm just going to be quiet the whole time. And when I met Senator Luis Lucas, it was just like I was at home. Like I was back in Norfolk and I was back, you know, just talking to my mentors or you know, she just made me feel very comfortable. So, you know, when we go and get her, we'll bring her back, prepare for the next thing, and then we'll just do some work around the office. Um, yesterday I was uh, working with another intern. We were preparing a vote tracker for her. So that goes with all Senate bills and House bills, all like over 2,000 House bills and, you know, 1,000-plus Senate bills, but making sure yeah. that we get that prepared for her just so, like, when it's time for her to go and check things, she can check it really quick. The more quicker we work, the more efficient it is for her. Absolutely. Not only that, but she's not just known to be very comforting, but she handles business as well. So you're getting to see the best from the best <laughs> perform right. day, day in and day out. Destiny, you know, uh, there are a lot of things that we talk about as far as issues. You know, everybody has their agenda. Everybody has their platform, whether it be special interest groups, whether it be the policymakers themselves, or, you know, whether it be just regular individuals. From your perspective, you're, you're a student leader. You know, and like I said, you, you mentioned a few things that you do, but you actually have done quite a bit and in, been involved in quite a bit. As a matter of fact, you also serve as co-chair of the Student uh, Advisory Committee for the State Council for Higher Education here in Virginia, also known as CHEV. And I'd just like to note that we've had a Norfolk State student serve as co-chair in consecutive years. So we hope we can continue that going. Uh, We see where, as the state and the country and the world realizes, the leaders that come from this great institution. But from your perspective, what are some of the issues that you believe are facing young Virginians and also African-Americans? I believe that the issues that are facing young Virginians, it's the same across the board, whether you're African-American, you're white, you're Hispanic, Asian, it's the same. But then there is there are some specific issues that hit African-American students a little bit more. So I believe that as far as the younger generation, and I've stressed this as probably as much as I've been at Norfolk State, it's voting. It's really just being civically engaged. I feel like our younger our younger generation, I feel like we are doing a better job now of becoming civically engaged, especially with recent events that are happening, not just nationally, but globally. I feel like we're doing a better job with becoming civically engaged and becoming more aware of what's going on around us. But, of course, there are things that can be changed and that can be done. I believe that we feel that there is no place for us as far as making change and going about making change in in an efficient way. 
I feel that some oh. some students even believe that there is no reason to even vote because they feel like there's not going to be any change anyway. Wow. Where there that is actually the opposite. If you do vote, there is going to be a change. There is going to be a change in leadership. I feel like a lot of young of our younger generation they don't realize the process of change. So it it all it doesn't go straight to federal. It doesn't go straight to national. It actually starts in your local government. The more you vote, the more your local government will change. Thus the state government will change, therefore the national government will change in whatever favor you believe that this country should run in. But I feel like there is more education that should be shared with our younger generation as far as the process of change, the process of your the local governments, the state governments, how everything is working. I feel that if we do learn that, then they will know, hey, if I go out and vote in just this simple, you know, it's it's not just always about the national elections, but if I go out and vote for my next delegate or, you know, my next state senator, you know, there is a difference between a state senator and, you know, your city delegate. And then there's a difference between, you know, your U.S. senator and your U.S. congressman. So I feel like that if we educate our students on that, they will definitely feel and realize, hey, if I do this, then that's where the change comes. As far as our African-American community, that's where more of the issues hit a little bit harder because of generational issues and generational things that we have endured. We feel that, you know, it doesn't matter what we do. We're always going to be left in the dark. We're always going to be left behind. We're never going to be thought about. There's never going to be a change within our community. And, hey, I can see why they would say that every day there's something going on within our community and it's shown on TVs and it, it seems like nothing is changing at all. Mm. But also too, within that, there is so much change. Like I said, we just elected our first African-American speaker of the house. Absolutely. In 400 Senator, year history of the, of the yes, Commonwealth. And, and the, that's what I'm saying. And, and, you know, Senator Louise Lucas, she's the first African woman to be elected as you know, chairwoman of the Finance and Appropriations Committee. So within, you know, the darkness, there is always light. You know, I feel like if we share that with our students that, you know, we see all of these horrible things happening to us, these these things that are very unfortunate, but also within that, there is so much more that is happening. So I feel that if we share that with our African-American community, that there is always light in the darkness and there will be some hope for us to make some change and to go out and to do what we need to do for our community. It's Stay the Water. I'm your host, Dr. Eric Claville, and you're joining us for our annual Virginia General Assembly Series. Joining us today, we have with us NSU leader, Destiny Jackson, and State Senate intern, where we talk about the youth experience. What are the issues facing young people and how can they get involved? Destiny, you mentioned something that I think is, well, that is resonating now across the country. And then a lot of persons are really looking, you know, it's really looking dire as it relates to elections. And that's voting and apathy and the youth. So you say that a lot of people don't want to vote because they don't think change is going to happen. You know, in, in, in your opinion, how much are you seeing this voter apathy just really uh Start start to resonate 
with with the youth and especially African-American students and uh, the African-American community? I have seen it more in the recent months, especially leading up to this election at the end at the end of this year. Um, I believe that because of recent events that are happening, especially globally, I believe that a lot of our younger generation feel that, you know, we, we went out in 2020 and we went out and voted and we, we thought that we, you know, we did the right thing, but there's still a lot more that's happening. There's there's no change. There were promises that were made to us and they are yet to be fulfilled. And I've seen that more in this new upcoming election than I've seen yet. Like I was, I remember I was in middle school during the 2016 election and, you know, it wasn't as difficult as it is now. And I feel like a lot of even just our college students at that, they feel that voting, there's just no point. And like I said, I feel that if we show the process of change, I feel like there, there, there's a gap between the process of change and actually seeing the change, having the change be fulfilled. There's a gap between there. And a lot of students, not just students, our younger generation in general, they don't, I feel like they don't, they're not aware of it. And I feel like we could be educated more on it because I was just recently educated about it while I was in session with the senator. And when I learned that, I saw, okay, that is why it is so important to start off locally with voting. So I feel that if we do educate that, then that voter apathy that will happen, it, it's going to lessen. And especially within our African-American communities, I've seen it a, a lot more. You know, I've, I've done voter registration drives. I was the president of the Political Science Association um, back in 2022 when I had brought it back to the campus. And we had various voter drives. And there would be students that came up to me and said, there's no reason for this because there's not, nothing's going to change. When we have our, we had a, recently we had a candidates forum last semester. We had a couple of candidates come on campus. Yep, and Mm-hmm. And they spoke on their their talking points and, you know, their reasonings of why they wanted to be elected. However, we did not have a lot of students that showed up. So I feel that having certain things like that for our students, specifically our African-American community, I feel that that will help educate more. And they will actually see, hey, if we go out and see this, if we hear this person, at least hear them out, maybe there is a reason why voting is so important and I can't even get mad or even blame the younger generation because I don't feel like we've been educated enough. All we hear all day is go vote, go vote, go vote. It's important. Well, why is it important? One thing that I commend my generation for is we ask questions. We want to know like, well, why? We want to know, well, what are you going to do for me? We challenge people. And that's what I love about my generation. We challenge these politicians that want to get that want us to elect them, well, why do you want us to elect you? Why is it important that I go out and vote? I don't see any change happening. Why am I going to vote? So I feel that if if we, if our professionals and even ones that are already elected, if we, if they go out and educate my generation more on this, I feel like they will see more of a turnout in us. You know, that's when you talk about this generation, 
in the faces and at, well asking questions. It kind of reminds me of that spirit in the 50s and 60s where you saw student-led movements to really make cultural change. You know, it's kind of like what uh, what Martin Luther King talked about in his in his letter from Birmingham Jail. We all have a moral responsibility, and it seems as if that moral responsibility has bled into our societal responsibility to ensure that good change is made. In other words, making good trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's my favorite quote. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in, in, in creating that good trouble, and this is good for me because even as an educator, as a professor, every class that comes in is different, right? I mean, of course, the material tends to be uh, of the, the same over the years, but the, the students that come in and how they digest it, how they process it, how they put it in action, it's different. What would you say would be the best thing or, or a recommendation for the educators of now to educate you, the leaders that are sitting in those seats, to take the next step? I first would say not to be so harsh on us. Like sometimes educators will either rush through the process of just like a simple voting process, a simple why this is important. Or they'll either criticize the younger generation on, you know, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? You complain, but why aren't you going out to vote? And a lot of times, just like the spirit of the 50s and 60s, which I love that my generation has, I, I, I love it so much. We're, we, if you're going to criticize us, well, why not educate us on it? If you're going to sit here and criticize, like say I was a student, who doesn't believe that voting makes a change? I may want to genuinely know, well, I don't believe it, but I want you to tell me why. If you're going to sit here and criticize me the whole time and say why I'm wrong for not, well, why can't you tell me why it is right to do so? So, like, there could be a better approach to educating the students on, you know, this whole process of, voting and not even just nationally, but with the state, you know, a lot of students, I didn't even really know how the process went in the General Assembly until recently. So I feel like, you know, as not just going straight for the the big juggler, you know, for national government, the president and vice president, start off small, you know, with our local governments and, you know, our state, what's going on in the General Assembly right now? How can what they are talking about on the floor right now impact me? Because nine times out of ten, your state laws will impact you more than, you know, your federal laws because that's where you live at. Your state is, you know, that's where you're going to abide by. And so I feel like just starting off there and working your way up, the more knowledge students will have, the more comfortable they will feel to learn, okay, this is why it's so important for me to vote. This is why I have to go out and be civically engaged. This is why I need to continue to challenge these people that want me to vote for them that are on my ballot. So I feel as though, and you know, educators, I feel that they should commend us, you know, for being challenging. They've, a lot of these educators were lived during a time where it wasn't even a right for us to vote, you know? And so instead of criticizing us saying, well, we, they fought for you to go vote, so go do it. Instead of telling us to do it, Educate us why it's important. Commend us on challenging why they want us to put them in office. Absolutely. 
You know, when we talk about, when you mentioned uh, challenges show us how, you know, the internships and it's something that's very important that actually shows the how. As a matter of fact, one of the major initiatives of our president here, Dr. Javon Adams-Gasson, is to ensure that every student at least have the opportunity, if not actually have the ability to participate in a paid internship before they graduate because of the experience that you're going to get. And not just that, but it gives you an opportunity to ask yourself whether this is something I want to do or don't want to do. <laughs> so, you know, the internship that you have, like I said, you, you're, you're seeing it, you know, from the ground up. You're seeing it from behind the scenes, you know, which a lot of persons don't get a chance to see. And you understand the importance of getting involved and making sure that your voice is heard. So if you take a few moments to talk to your generation right now about the importance of, I mean, we, you, you mentioned the issues, you mentioned the apathy and the reason why. But talk to them just for a few moments about the importance of your generation lobbying and getting involved in this session. And what do you think is the best way to get involved? Yeah. Well, the first to start internships there, it's it's very important. I mean, if I could go back to high school, me, I would have told myself back then to start working to where I'm at now. Wow. Um, it, it's, it's so important to experience. It doesn't even have to be in government or, you know, where I'm working at. And whatever field you desire, an internship is so important because it shows you what you do and don't like. I've done internships where I didn't like and I saw, okay, this is not the career I want, so let me just move on to something else. So that's very important. I was in a meeting last Friday with Chev. As you uh, mentioned, I am the co-chairwoman of Chev. And I talked briefly about lobbying and the importance of lobbying. And, you know, every day I see lobbyists come in. You know, well, when I'm there, I see them come in. I had a meeting with a group yesterday, actually. And it's so important to lobby because I actually understood why they were coming to talk with us and to get the support of the senator to vote on certain bills. Lobbying is, is your chance to voice your concern. You know, it's our chance, like, like as you mentioned, back in the 50s and the 60s when they marched to voice their opinions we now have a more direct way of voicing our concerns. We can just go up to the General Assembly building and voice our concerns to that senator or to that delegate that we want to support a House bill or a Senate bill that aligns with our desires for our state or even for, you know, the country. And so lobbying is so important. NSU has a day on the Hill, I believe it's on February 8th, where students are able to go up and to actually with these senators and delegates, which I think is probably the best thing that NSU has done is giving us the opportunity to experience these things. If I could advertise it to all universities, I would, and that's what I was doing doing during the meeting for Chef. If you can get your university to get you up there, please do, because it is so important. We're actually experiencing and we're able to go directly to these people that we want to support what we believe in, and we're able to express and voice our concerns. I believe that if these, if these elected officials hear enough of what we're saying, if we go keep going and going back, they're eventually going to get going to be like, "Hey, obviously this is important <laughs> to them." 
So this is obviously something that we need to vote on, or this is something that I at least need to introduce on the floor to, you know, my other elected peers. So I believe that lobbying is so important. If students can do it, please do. I mean, NSU, we're having it. So it's so important. I'm very excited. And we're going to be there February 8th. February 8th is Norfolk State Day on the Hill. And listen, if I hear the fire in your voice and your belly for this, and the passion for this, so if that could bleed over to the rest of our students, I know you as, as a great student leader will surely ins- make that happen. Destiny Jackson, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And again, we're elated and excited for what you're experiencing and being a part of the Spartan Nation, uh, because truly, this is your institution, but this is also our government. Thank you again for joining us here on Stay in the Water, as you do always. Until next time, do good, be blessed, and we'll see you next week. Hi, I'm Carrie Washington, and you're listening to State of the Water with award-winning host, Dr. Eric Claville.